special thanks to the Leo House of New York City for their support of A Ray of Hope and this podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to A Reason for Hope Candid. And we're here again. It's me, Jack. We have Alanis here as well. Hey. And Jimmy. It's, uh, it's a blessing to be back with you again this week. And we're going to be talking today about prayer. Um, maybe we're going to be discussing our prayer life a little bit. Um, and also kind of ask each other how to pray. What's the best way to pray? Are we praying correctly? Um, I, there's a question here. Is it selfish to pray for yourself? All good questions. And what inspired this episode was uh, a gospel from um, a while back. I can't remember the particular Sunday, but it was from Matthew chapter 7 um, when Jesus is um, you know, on the mount. It's the Sermon on the Mount. It is the Sermon on the Mount, right? Yes. What is this? Dr. David Haddock would know. One minute, one second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the Sermon on the Mount. We're keeping that When in. he teaches them to pray, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our oh, Father. Yes, it yes. is the Sermon on the Mount. So I'm going to read from the Knox Bible translation. Um, so we were reading from this last episode, but I don't think I explained this to you guys, right? What? The Vulgate, the Dewey, Dewey Reams, and the Knox translation. No. This is a really interesting... Um, website here that Dr. David Hyduck hit me to. Twice within the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to cut that because I'm supposed to know that it's the Sermon on the Mount, but... Well, now we're keeping it. Now we're keeping it. So, twice within the first two minutes. Um, yeah, Dr. Dave... Three times. <laughs> told me that. He told me about this. It's catholicbible.online. I highly recommend you check it out. Um, it's a very just streamlined side-by-side translation of the Latin Vulgate. That's pretty cool. And the uh, the Douay Reims translation and the Monsignor Ronald Knox Bible translation. Now, I, I'm sorry, I can't really speak too much to the Vulgate and the Douay Reims. Uh, I know the Vulgate is a, is a significant Latin translation uh, done by a saint very early on. But I do know that Fulton Sheen, the Venerable Fulton Sheen, said that anything good he got was from Knox. So hmm. interesting. Um, so anyway, we're going to read here Matthew, Matthew uh, chapter six, Jesus Sermon on the Mount, when he's teaching people how to pray, essentially. And when you pray, you are not to be like hypocrites who love to stand praying in synagogues or at street corners to be a mark for men's eyes. Believe me, they have their reward already. But when thou art praying. Go into thy inner room and shut the door upon thyself, and so pray to thy Father in secret, and then thy Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward thee. Moreover, when you are at prayer, do not use many phrases, like the heathens who think to make themselves heard by their eloquence. You are not to be like them. Your heavenly Father knows well what your needs are before you you ask him. It's very profound. Hmm. Well, it's Jesus. What else do we expect? Um... This then is to be your prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. 
There's an amen there in the Latin. I see it in the Vulgate. Hmm. It's so funny because at Mass, we don't say mm. amen. I'm sure there's a, a, a good reason for that. But I, I'll often fall victim to this myself, and I'll hear other people fall victim to it, not saying amen while praying the Our Father during the Rosary or the Chaplet, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because we're uh, like maybe baked into the habit of Mass, not yeah. saying yeah. And I've yeah. always wondered that. I'm like, number one, I don't know why we don't say it after Mass, so that's on me. So I'm, again, I'm sure there's a good reason, but I'm sure but Dr. It does, David Haddock would know. I'm sure Dr. David Haddock would know. Twice in And one doesn't second. amen mean like, I believe or so be it? What does- Amen. Do you know I what? believe. It, it means, means I, I believe. believe. Right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's an important detail that Jesus- Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I see it in the Vulgate here, and so it, it, which is Latin, which was translated from the Greek. So uh, it must have been in the Greek. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. But anyway, again, the- what I wanted to touch on was the was the inspiration for this episode, which again was um, further in Matthew's Gospel, chapter seven, when Jesus is touching on, um, you know, of course the, the the classic ask and and you will receive. Now here is the here is the Vulgate. I'm sorry, the Knox translation: Ask and the gift will come. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. So a little different from what we're typically used to hearing. Hmm. Uh, ask in the gift will come. That's very interesting. Mm. Uh, but it, it denotes the same thing. But I heard my pastor, you know, he was given a homily about this back when this gospel was read. And his reflection was, we often use God as a sort of a divine ATM machine, mm. you know, and versus what we really should be asking for. And he and so my pastor, Father Richard, went on to say that what we really should be asking for in every prayer, at least at the start of of your prayer, is really the Holy Spirit. And he says that it's revealed by Jesus even so in the following verses. Um, if we look at um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 11 from Knox. Why then, if you, evil as you are, know well enough how to give your children what is good for them, is not your Father in heaven much more ready to give wholesome gifts to those who ask him? And that's very interesting because the Douay Reims translation says, uh, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? But Knox translates it as wholesome gifts. Mm. And so what's wholesome? Mm. Well, God's wholesome. God is wholeness itself. And so if they're wholesome gifts, then they're gifts in particular from the Holy Spirit. And so we're to be asking first and foremost for the Holy Spirit and his, and his gifts, mm. that especially those that we receive in the sacrament of confirmation, which are now steeped into our spiritual life. Um, and they're either active or they're dormant. So, um, so I, 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 that was the inspiration for this episode, and I just wanted to just have a, a candid conversation, a, a, just a quick conversation on prayer, yeah, and um, and how to pray. Now, Alanis, you did a TikTok video recently, which is really, really awesome, on on the five types of prayer yeah. that was sort of inspired by uh, a colleague's presentation, right? Mm-hmm, Can you maybe mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I think my inspiration for that too, or I guess I started off by saying like. What if I told you you're praying incorrectly, which like clickbait, but <laughs> <laughs> got to get them. Um, yeah. But it was because a, a lot of people do treat prayer like an ATM bank, like you were saying, a divine mm. ATM or I guess yeah. Jesus as an ATM bank. 
And mm. that is one form of prayer, which is prayer of petition to mm. ask for something which is not inherently bad. You mm-hmm. should be asking for things. Um, but in your relationship with Jesus, you should be incorporating these five types of prayer. So they are adoration, prayer of adoration, adoring our Lord, um, prayer of petition, as I mentioned, prayer of intercession. So interceding on someone else's behalf and praying for your friends, your family, your enemies, a prayer of thanksgiving. So just thanking Jesus for the gifts in your life. Um, as I mentioned in that video, the mass is literally a huge prayer of thanksgiving. And honestly, I'm sure yeah. it's a prayer of all of these things, prayer of petition, adoration. Absolutely. Um, and finally, prayer of praise. So, yes, it's. In- I feel like adoration and praise can kind of be combined into one, but you can praise and adore in different ways. Right, you can adore uh, Jesus in silence just by staring at Him and praise with your voice, praise with your body. So those are the five types of prayer, and like you said, Alanis, uh, the Mass is essentially all five of those Mm -hmm. in one, which is beautiful Mm -hmm. and and speaks to the power of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to touch on our prayer life. I mean, as uh, individually and also as a group, um. We pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet here at Array of Hope mm-hmm. um, every day. Uh, mm-hmm. You can uh, during the week. You can catch Alanis on Instagram Live at Array of Hope Show praying the Chaplet. Yeah, with everybody who comes live with us, um, yep. so you can join us in prayer. So that's what that's what we like to do as a as a ministry in particular on a consistent basis. But um, Jimmy, do you want to speak to like your prayer life sure. a little bit? So after we had, uh, it's gonna be the fifth time. Dr. David Heideck gave a talk <laughs> on prayer. And Dr. David Heideck said, He's a good guy. Um, he is. That, uh, you know, he like set up, I forget what it's called now. Me too. But, I was um, trying to think of The Aurorium. Yes. Aurorium. Yes. Which is basically like a prayer schedule yes. for your week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Powerful. And I'm, I'm guilty of not getting to daily mass as much as I oh, should. Oh, me too, me too, yeah. Um, but he had suggested starting the day off with a prayer of offering, like offering your day up to Jesus. Um, then we do the chaplet. Um, and then I like to do like a Thanksgiving prayer mm. at the end of the day. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought that, that up. The aurarium is really powerful. Yeah. Cause he said, if, you know, we're all so busy that if we don't make the time for anything in our calendars, yeah, we're definitely yeah, not going to have time said... for it. Even the stuff I have in my calendar, I don't have time for <laughs> And I'm guilty of not having time. He or, said you something. Know, yeah. so, he said like, if you don't, plan to pray you fail to plan i know that's something if you don't plan really he said something along those lines oh i if wish you don't, i had if you don't i i know that the if you traditional quote is if like you if fail you don't, to plan you, you fail you to plan pray. to f- you fail to fail you, but i yeah. think he connected it to prayer and he was oh. like if you do not set a schedule <laughs> to pray you oh man i forgot it was, what it wow was. we're butchering this. we really <laughs> are we're not on a roll today i don't i don't remember what uh what he said about that, but yeah, the aurorium was a good idea, and I tried to stick to it as religiously as yeah. I can. He even gave, uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> he even gave an example of his own aurorium, and and he recommended making a family mm. schedule as mm. well. And so I think he said that on Fridays they pray the chaplet as a family because, mm. of course, Friday was the day that. It was is, is like into Good Friday when the Lord passed, mm-hmm. and Saturdays they they pray a family rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then he he also gave me some insight into his his personal orarium, which was which was you know uh, had some similarities to yours, Jimmy. Yeah, I basically just copied his. My, me too. Um, <laughs> it's a good one. But uh, what about what about you, Alanis? It's been a bit of a struggle bus just because for sure. two years I was a missionary and mm. my prayer routine was scheduled as a community. So mm. we would do daily mass together. We would pray a holy hour together. We'd do night prayer together. Oh, wow. Um, so I think wow. I was really just like stuck on that routine and not mm. having to work for it. So it's been hard to, to I guess, just like enforce that on mm. myself. But Now that you're in a different spot, yeah. different location. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, oops. Um, I, I am really privileged in my community, in my Catholic community that I live in now. I have Jesus in my house. So I do try wow. to pray a holy half every day, but- A holy what? Holy half? half? Holy a half. Holy half. <laughs> Not a holy hour, that's but- That's great. We, we're striving and that's what's most important. Today's podcast is brought to you by a truly unique destination in the heart of New York City, the Leo House. Beyond the confines of a traditional hotel, the Leo House beckons as an enchanting oasis seamlessly blending American history, Catholic spirituality, and a level of hospitality you won't find anywhere else. Whether you're a seasoned traveler in search of an unparalleled experience or a local yearning for a unique getaway within the city, the Leo House promises an extraordinary escape from the average and the ordinary. What sets the Leo House apart is not just its fascinating history, but its unique opportunity that offers all its guests, regardless of their religious affiliation or background, including the chance to attend mass and confession right inside the hotel. Pretty amazing. For more details to embark on an extraordinary stay, contact the Leo House at 212-929-1010 or visit their website at theleohouse.com. The Brown Scapular is a special Catholic devotional, so why settle for a flimsy, irritating one that breaks? At scapulars.com, they use super strong American paracord because your scapular should be as strong as your devotion. They also use the finest Australian merino wool that feels like a warm hug from your heavenly mother. You'll also find handmade rosaries with their distinctive deliverance cross and Italian-made saint medals, keychains, and jewelry. Get yourself one of the most durable, comfortable scapulars in the world. Go to scapulars.com today. So if you're wondering how you can help this ministry, rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help others hear it, as well as sharing it with your friends and your family. So join us in this mission by rating, reviewing, or sharing this episode with someone you think needs to hear it. And we want to thank you for your continued support of A Reason for Hope podcast. And also for Lent, I gave up using my phone while I'm in bed and it's been wow, so it's fruitful because I'm mm. like, I have nothing I have else to, to do but read. Do that. You should do it. It is that's probably, so... That's probably the other reason yeah. I can't go to sleep. Blue Every, light? <laughs> yeah, everybody always says like yep. an hour before bed, turn off your phone and I'm, nope. She's just getting an mm. alarm clock, bro. I Tangent. I saw one on Instagram and it was so cool. Really? But it literally is like an analog one that you could probably find at any thrift shop huh. and it was like a pre-order. It was like, 150 bucks for an alarm clock oh and gosh. all it did was like alert you when to wake up that was uh, it absolutely not. it was just like the design was super sleek it looked really cool Dang. But maybe i should get an alarm clock maybe maybe and then you can't snooze it either because mm. you gotta get up yeah if you like put it on it like away from your bed right that too yeah. hold me to it 
Uh, okay. Accountability, buddy. Me too. All right. All right, let's do we'll it. buy each other alarm clocks. <laughs> yeah. Budget of ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> that's good, well. Um, no, but that that's that's awesome. So you spend that hour that you would have been on your phone or however long. Yeah. Reading or praying. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. been very, very fruitful. Is th- this is a maybe this is a dumb question, mm-hmm. but is reading or reading the Bible or reading things from the saints is that considered yes. praying? Absolutely. They say that when you read the Bible, Jesus is talking to you, mm. and when you pray, you're talking to Jesus. Okay. So it's mm. it's a conversation. And so, like reading what a saint wrote is kind of like praying to a saint. Well, they're speaking to you as yeah. opposed to you speaking it, to them. It's yeah. reflective, so you can like take it to prayer. Mm. Even in the midst of reading it, you can yeah, reflect yeah. on things. Yeah. I find that uh, reading saints especially mm-hmm. but but even just religious lit- literature from some of the great authors that are alive today really helped me to enter deep, more deeper into mm-hmm. prayer mm. you know so okay maybe maybe i'm not technically praying when i'm reading cs lewis as i might be listening like a listening prayer and reading the bible mm-hmm. but when i go back into prayer i have some new ideas in my mind mm. intellectually that i can that almost sort of pop out of my subconscious in mm-hmm, a way mm-hmm. that helped me to deeper in, enter into the prayer, deeper enter into the mystery, deeper, yeah. and especially deeper, uh, more deeply enter into adoration, mm-hmm. you know, um, and but especially the saints, man. It's, it's because it's it's almost like, you know, it it is like they, they are canonized, mm-hmm. but they're canonized because, not because of themselves, uh, particularly but more so because it's it's the qualities of christ that are present within right. them mm. so that you know so that it's it they they're most reflective of heaven on earth in a way because heaven is just uniting ourselves to jesus and everything being made new in and through him and so there's a mystery there that's 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 quite deep but mm. but um yeah i um yeah, I love reading the saints to help me enter enter more into prayer. Um, I also think there's there's a good way of entering into prayer that that we I think we all heard from Father Giuseppe, who's one of the Franciscan Fathers of the yes. Renewal, mm-hmm. at one of the retreats we had for for our staff. And he said, when you begin to pray, picture in your mind's eye how the Father or Jesus is looking at you, and remember that he died for you as if you were the only person in the world, essentially. Mm. And another thing that, oh gosh, Dr. David Heideck, that blew my mind uh, mm. at, at one of our Behold Nights, which is a three-night um, Eucharistic revival series that Array of Hope is offering, was one of Dave's talks in which he said that if, if God stopped thinking about you for even a, a microsecond, mm-hmm. you would cease to exist. Mm. Like you, you I wouldn't- I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that he's thinking about you all the time. Mm. Which is so powerful. And but but also thinking about how God Jesus is looking at us while we enter prayer, you know, closing our eyes, imagining how he's looking at us. It's just pure love that he's looking at us with. It's just pure love. And it helps to kind of integrate our self-image in a way. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you wrote this down because I when I when I when we heard that at the retreat, it was like, wow, 
This is this is like yeah. the perfect way to enter because sometimes you're so busy and like just to quiet down is yeah. so difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you feel like, oh well, I'm doing a really bad job at this. Yeah, but this kind of sets it up as like, even if I am doing a bad job, does it matter? I'm doing it. Right. But that now that you brought this up, I'll remember it and maybe I'll have some better prayer prayer time coming. coming Dude, up. and I think um, you know, obviously the rosary is very powerful. Mm -hmm. I I read Saint Louis de Montfort true devotion, you know, several months ago, that was like crazy powerful. Mm -hmm. I, I need to go through it again. Uh, but I mean, his devotion to the Blessed Mother and and his explanation and his reasoning and his defense of the Blessed Mother in a sense, is, it's, it's very apologetic, mm -hmm. um, is really powerful and, and helped me to sort of enter more deeply into a, a devotion to to mary so the rosary is super super powerful mm. um i really try and do that every day um especially because she asks us to do it every day yeah. at fatima yeah and so i try and do that every day there's certainly days where where i i don't get to it maybe i'll pray a decade here or there i know when we were talking to dave about his aurorium he likes he says he likes to go for a walk and pray the rosary there's actually a couple when I go to the park down the road to eat sometimes when it's nicer out. There's an old couple that walks around and they both have little Stop rosary it. beads. Wow, and they walk at different paces too, which is funny because oh, really? he walks faster than her. But they're they're walking around <laughs> and they're funny. they're praying the rosary and I that's see that funny. and I'm like, Oh, that's that's like cool to see. That's beautiful. And yeah. it's a way to evangelize too, if people mm. see you. Yeah. It's beautiful, it's inspiring. Yeah, because I feel like most people know what rosary beads are. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Jack uh, you talking about praying the rosary mm -hmm. every day reminds me of something that you had said mm. in passing mm -hmm. that sometimes you'll do it while you're driving, but you don't feel <laughs> yes the same. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not the same as doing it, like sitting down yes. and, uh, and allotting a specific amount of time right. to do it while you're not doing something else. I 100% I, uh, agree, because uh, there's the distraction mm -hmm. of the road. Now, I not to say that you shouldn't do it on the road. Um, it's certainly, if someone cuts you off, it certainly helps you with, you know, being patient <laughs> and mm -hmm. forgiving. Yeah. Um, God bless. Yeah, yeah, God bless. <laughs> God bless. Um, like yelling, what, what's the thing you do? Like... <laughs> oh, I just yell out positive things when people cut me yeah. off. <laughs> I hope you have a great day. <laughs> yeah. I hope you get there a couple minutes early. <laughs> hope your meeting goes well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but I, like praying the rosary, especially in the morning, like mm -hmm. doing, like you said, Jimmy, doing a morning offering. I mm -hmm. love the, um, there's, a, oh, there's a prayer I'll get to in a sec, but the, but doing the rosary when you're, when you're, yeah, in a quiet room, like Jesus instructs, like close your door, be in a right. quiet room. When you're in that space, mm. um, and there's no other distractions, it's it, it's a it's a it's a prayer of meditation essentially. And so, if there are no distractions, it's going to help help you enter more deeply into the into union with God through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, mm. which is the goal of prayer. Essentially, is to just to be one with God, um, just as in as in Holy Communion. Mm. Um, so I, I I certainly think yeah that that having a, a special spot to pray with maybe you have a shrine in your home or something like that mm -hmm. it, it can help you enter it more but but it's also entering into it with the right intentions again to because it, like if I remember I remember 
prayer, there's, oh, there's a bunch of quotes coming to my head right now. Yeah. Prayer is, this might've been Sheen, like prayer is not to change, change God's will, it's to change our will, mm, essentially. Yeah. Because we can ask prayer of petition, we can ask for something, which Jesus asks, he tells us to do ask, and, and the gift yeah. will be given. But, but in reality, it's like, you know, it's like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, remove this. I was this. just about to say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because at, he, he, at the very end of that prayer, he said, if it be your will. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. not even in that moment, he wanted to change the Lord's will. Yeah. Incredible. Which, you know, it speaks to his his perfect humility, his mm-hmm. divinity. And um, and that that also, again, the other quote that came to mind was, was St. Faustina when she's talking about uh, confession which is a prayer in a way, it's an exorcism really, um, is that when, if even if Jesus Christ was to be your confessor, which he is, mm. you know, the, he, he's acting through the priest and, and the priest is, is, is representing Christ in, in, the, in the confessional. But if, let's say if, if it was Christ himself in the flesh, hearing mm. your confession, if you were not completely open and humble and revealing, <laughs> revealing the depths of your soul, both the graces and the misery, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get anything from it. Mm. And so I think if, and so that's that's what Saint Faustina says. I think I think if we were, if we enter prayer in that way of just complete openness to God's will, of complete obedience, complete humility, um, completely wanting to be in union with God, which again is the goal of prayer, and to form our will conform our wills to his that's when we get the most out of prayer Mm. um i think that's i think that's the correct way to pray rather than you know what what is what does christ say uh babbling like the heathens many words yeah trying to sound (laughs) smart yeah yeah so you know so uh, but um just briefly another prayer i like that might help people in the morning after an offering to the Mm. lord offering all the days, joys, and sufferings is uh, a powerful prayer to the to the Blessed Mother. It goes, my dear Blessed Mother, by the power given to you by our Heavenly Father, help me to avoid sin and do good today. Then you say, and hail Mary. And then same thing, my dear Blessed Mother, by the wisdom given to you by your divine Son, help me to avoid sin and do good today. And then hail Mary. And then the third is, my dear Blessed Mother, by the love of, of the the love given to you by the Holy Spirit helped me to avoid sin and do good today. Mm. Hail Mary. And that's a powerful prayer because mm. you're acknowledging the Trinity, the triune God, but praying through Mary, mm. which is really the most humble of prayers. Mm. I mean, that, that, that's a profound reflection by Louis de Montfort is that praying through Mary, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary and asking her to intercede for us is far more humble than praying directly to Christ. It's true. You know, you know the, the Protestants are always like, well, I can just pray directly to Jesus. Right. Well, it's like, well, okay, would you go and deliver your <laughs> gift right from your hands to the king? Or would you go through the person who's sort of the intermediary between mm-hmm. between like you and the king mm-hmm. so that, you know, you wouldn't seem sort of like so audacious to approach the king on yeah. his right. throne. Well, yeah. you know, I'm just like... I'm nothing essentially yeah. compared yeah. to Christ the King. But instead, if you give something to Mary, even though it's it's you know, my my petition is impure and imperfect and maybe even ridden with some selfishness, mm-hmm. it's passed through the 
most pure hands of Mary, the mm. most unselfish hands of Mary, mm. so that when God receives it from her, just as he did at the wedding of Cana, mm -hmm. the wish was granted, the prayer was granted. Mm. So I think that's all we have for you today. Um, Alanis, where can everybody engage with us on social media? You guys can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of the places at Array of Hope Show. And yeah, let us know what your favorite prayers are. If you were inspired by this episode, we want to chat. We want to dialogue with y'all. So let us know in the comments. Peace. Peace. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. We're happy to be a part of your faith journey. Stay connected with us by following us on your favorite social media platform at R4H Podcast. That's letter R, number four, letter H Podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the video footage of this episode. See the show notes for additional resources. Until next episode, peace be with you. Peace.